took a week off social media and it changed my whole fucking life. Hello, welcome to Be Creative Energy with me, Gabriella Rosie. I'm very excited because this is our first video episode and even though it feels weird to look at a video of myself while I'm doing this and talk to myself, I feel like it's a fun little layer, a fun little element. And you know, most of the podcasts that I watch actually are video chatty podcasts and I'm excited to do the new season in this way and to try it out and look, let's be serious about it. Like I might next week be like, I'm never doing that ever again. It was not fun. Let's go back to just audio. Or it might just, you know, revolutionize my content creation, content creation strategy. We'll see. We don't know. We're always playing. We're always finding things out. Um, so today I want to talk to you about the creative motivation cycle and the cycle of creative energy and motivation and how it's short in the short you know, condensed format, what I'm saying over the whole course of this episode is basically that you cannot plan out when you're going to have particular aspects of the creative cycle. You can't time yourself. You can't force creativity, unfortunately, um, or not unfortunately, because it literally works on a cycle and we need that cycle to be able to sustain our own expression and energy and be able to have fresh ideas, be able to share things from a new perspective and ultimately to be able to develop what we're creating, how we want to show up, to come up with our own style. It literally requires this kind of rest, activation, inspiration, just insane creative activity followed again by that rest, come back, let's see how we go. And I've basically just explained the whole thing in like that ramble, but I swear I have actual valuable stuff to share that will make sense and break down how I see the creative cycle to work and how I keep developing my understanding of my own creative cycle because this is only something and anything is really only something that I can share my own perspective on of how I think I've figured it out or how I am in the journey of figuring it out. But the point is really that I can't tell you how to, you know, hone your creativity or how you should be expressing yourself or the the patterns that might help make it easy for you to flow in your creativity. But I can tell you my perspective and the things that I think have really worked for me. And hopefully you want to try some of those things out maybe and hopefully they help you. They help you tap into your creativity. They help you evolve your own expression. They help you put into action the things that you've maybe been thinking about for a really long time, but haven't been bringing to life. That is my biggest goal, to help you create more of the things that you're here to create. Because I know how good it feels to be in motion with bringing your ideas to life. I know how good it feels to literally be able to see and hold and touch the things that you've created, like something that existed as an idea. Now it's like this real thing I can share with other people. Love that. Love it. Not gonna lie, it's sweaty as fuck in my office right now. And I had my, there's like a fly screen and I had the window open because 
whatever. And I didn't realize, but like half an hour ago, I came up here and turned the fan on because it's hot as fuck, as I previously said. And I didn't realize that my desk was covered in like, basically like pollen everywhere. And I have (laughs) the most ridiculous gross allergies. Um, And now there's absolutely so much pollen just swirling around this room. And you can see that tree outside as well. If you're watching this on the video podcast, that tree is covered in said pollen and Moz wafted in at me. So let's see how long my nose lasts. Right. I took a week off social media. I took a week off social media and it changed my whole fucking life. Except it didn't at all because I literally just didn't post anything on Instagram and was still sending people memes. So, you know, um, So I was driving home from Paul this morning. I was at a really cool Paul workshop that was so fucking hard, but so much fun. And I was thinking when I on the drive home, um, what is my actual explanation for taking a week off? Or even what is my actual explanation for having a break from posting new episodes of this podcast? And there isn't one. I just felt like it. I just felt like taking a week off from posting online. I just felt like not posting, you know, podcast episodes for a while. And there's this kind of like, there's this kind of binary thing what doesn't really make sense where we can think we have to be all or nothing, where we think we have to be consistent to the point of like, on the hour details. We can think that we have to do things in a certain way. And if we change that way of doing them, then we're disregarding our goals. We're disregarding our vision. We're falling short. All of that boring, you know, train of thought. Um, I don't think it works like that. In fact, I know it doesn't work like that. It's not if you are just consistent, then you get everything that you want. Consistency can absolutely play a role and it's definitely required to be able to bring your ideas to fruition, to actually finish things and be able to share them with people um, enough that you're able to resonate with people. People are able to understand what you're doing because you build that language, you build that style, you build that relationship literally over time. But at the same time, as um, a creative or just as a human, consistency isn't in our nature, right? We're not the same every day. We don't show up with the same energy in the same mood, with the same interest every single day. And I think to put these huge expectations on ourselves to do the same thing every day, and if you don't do the same thing every day, you have failed or you are not living in the highest order for what you want to create. First of all, I think that's bullshit because it doesn't give you a chance to actually expand. And I think the way we expand is through experimentation, through trying out new things. And if you're stuck doing the same old thing because you said that that was your strategy, because you said that's the thing that you're going to be consistent with, I think we can get ourselves in like a really shitty place. I think we can limit ourselves and limit our evolution by, like, we can only add 
so many things to our plate. We can all, there's a limit. There's a very human limit of things that you can get done in a day, right? And if you're just like, I'm going to be consistent with this thing. And now I have this new goal. So I have this new habit that I have to be consistent with. And this new one and this new one, this new one, right? There comes a point when we have to look at those things and change them and take things out of the rotation and add things in, or we just need to take a break from all of it entirely. And the more that we feel guilty about that, the the more we slow ourselves down. I think that the way that, or what I see, whew, what I see in people who, who are really impactful, who are really expressive in what they make in the ways that really inspires me when someone's like, fuck, they are just themselves. The way they are moving through the world, the things they create, it's so themselves. It couldn't be anybody else. It cannot be replicated. When I see that happening, there isn't this sameness. There isn't this repetition. There is so much experimentation. And, you know, when you look through people's careers, you can see the development of their style. You can see the development of, oh, this is how they came to find that thing. Or this is how that got refined and condensed down. It comes from like loving something, doing that thing over and over again, changing course, finding something else, trying out all these other things. And the amalgamation of all those things it what is what ultimately creates their style, how they share themselves, all of that shit, right? So my whole point with that is basically... Um, you can't do the same things and expect yourself to grow. You can't show up in the same way and expect yourself to still be excited about showing up in that same way. You literally have to make it fun for yourself and then it's really fun. It's really easy to be fun for the people who are observing you, participating in it, whatever it might be. Um, yeah. So my general advice is to do things because you want to do them and it feels like it might be something that you want to play with. Um, and also that you just don't need a big explanation for some things as well. Like you don't have to have a huge motivating factor. You don't have to come to the point where you're like in bear now or hate something that you're doing or whatever to be like, something has to change. Usually that's what it takes to create change. But again, like I have been playing around with the concept of change in so many huge ways for so many years that yeah I'm like so used to it I'm so like I mean I'm, I'm, I literally know I'm talking about taking a fucking week off social media at the same time me being like it's not a big deal I am talking about it for like 30 minutes um but yes what I was saying is things don't have to be a big deal. You can decide to do things because you want to do them and it feels like a good thing to do. And that is actually the best way to connect with your intuition, if you like, of knowing like, what do I actually want? Who, like, what am I interested in? Who do I want to be in the world? You get to ask yourself those questions and you actually get to act on those answers. Um, one of the big frustrating things that I see which is obviously frustrating to me because I see it in other people and I know it exists in myself, is talking about things and not taking action, is planning things, is thinking things over, is blah, blah, blah. Anything except just taking the action and trying the thing out and seeing what happens. That is the quickest route to figure out your way of doing things of what something might look like for you. And the more that you 
tune into your intuition, then the easier it's going to be for you to be able to know what it is that you want, for you to be able to take care of your needs, to be able to anticipate like, oh, I'm having this feeling, I want that thing. And not putting that thing back, not holding yourself back from doing the things that you want to do because you think something else is more important than the simple fact that you can just decide to do that thing, which I know is like a highly simplified look at life. But fuck, like most things are literally just deciding between doing one thing or doing the other thing. And we can think about what action we're going to take for a really long time. We can research it. We can plan it out or we can just do the thing and try it out and see if we like it Um, and I think in doing that more and more in like little ways we get a lot more comfortable in doing it in bigger ways and doing it through different aspects of our life where we're like this is what I want to do this is what feels good this is what feels exciting this is something that I want to follow this is something that I want to dive into so I'm gonna do it and that's the level of confidence and action taking that all of the people that I look up to have, all of them, for sure. It's not about like, like as soon as you get into the space where you're worrying about what other people might think of it or if you can explain it to somebody else, you're just shitting all over your dreams, literally. So yeah, it this, this week of social media that wasn't dramatic, but I'm making seem really dramatic. Um, it just made me realize that it literally doesn't matter if you take a week off social media. This doesn't matter. Really doesn't. And because of course, of course it doesn't matter. It's literally just social media, social media. And I say that as somebody who runs my business pretty much entirely through social media and it still doesn't matter. I still made money. My business still went going. We're still working with my babes all the good stuff. I literally was packing out hundreds of orders because I had a launch the week, two weeks ago, last week. I don't know when it was, but I had a launch and I also had like stuff to do. Like if you have literal stuff to do that's taken all of your day and you don't want to share that with people over the internet, you, you can do that, obviously. I think it's really fun to look at our businesses, the things that we create, the ways that we live, whatever might apply to you, whatever you want to get a little bit experimental and playful with. But I think it's really good to look at life as itself as a creative act where you realize you have the option to change things all the time. You have the option to try out new things. You have the option to just decide that you're going to dress a completely different way next week or you're going to dye your hair or you're going to I don't know, do something, right? You have the option between all these things, all these things that you save on your Pinterest board or you say you're gonna go here or you wanna do that thing, right? We have the option to just do those things. We don't have to plan it out so much. We don't have to like be set in the path of what we always do. Like there is no rules of how you should run a business. There's no no rules of what even is, you know, consistent ways to show up. And it's always my biggest belief. And it's always a thing that I teach in the core of all of my programs. Um, we've been talking about a lot in Business of Art Academy um, about the idea that you get to create your business. You are creating your business, right? And 
because of that, because you're making this thing that doesn't already exist, you literally get to do it in any way that you want to do it. There is no set way that a business has to look. Anything that you can imagine as a strategy to run, as a way for like the behind the scenes or the operations to look, as how many hours somebody might work a week or how much money they might make or whatever, there is an infinite options of varieties for that. And there's infinite options constantly being created because new people are constantly up starting new businesses and doing things in new ways. And obviously that applies to everything, not just businesses. Um, so the thing is, it's like, if there are all these options, if there's no one set way for a successful business to look, to work out, then why are we forcing ourselves to do things in a way that doesn't feel the best for us specifically. I I personally believe that um, the most fun business to run is the business that literally is part of your life, like slots into your life. It's just you capturing parts of the things that you're making and choosing to share them with other people. And so especially if you have a business that's run around the concept of a personal brand or you as the, the artist, you as like the center point of it, so much of what makes your business valuable is literally you. I'd actually argue that everything that makes the business valuable is because it's it's coming from you. It's capturing your expression. And that can seem really overwhelming or really egotistical, but actually it makes perfect sense. Like we're not we care about who their creator of something is. We don't just want the thing. A lot of the time we care about the creator, who the creator is. And even in the case that we don't, the reason why we like something is usually because it's a, a really specific representation of the creator's style. So that's literally how design comes to be, how style comes to be, because it's a specific perspective from someone. So it's literally in our best interest to serve whatever our needs are, for us to fulfill whatever that we desire. And that is definitely like big, have your cake and eat it energy. And I am here for it. The biggest thing that, you know, I'm constantly feeding into myself, a mantra to feed myself, I guess, is um, that I can have my cake and eat it that I can love what I'm doing and be obsessed with what I'm doing and I can also make money for it, that I can do things that feel so fun and that I would do for free and I do do for free, um, but I can also get paid for it. So basically that I can spend my life doing the things that I want to do, spend my days literally doing the things that I want to do and that also just happens to be my job big have your cake and eat your energy. Yeah, and I think the way that we figure that out, the way that we find our expression, the way we evolve our style is through so much experimentation. And that's my big long-winded way of saying that you can obviously take time off social media if you feel like it. You can change the way you're showing up. You can change whatever the fuck you want. And it doesn't matter. It's all just experimenting. It's all just playing. Um, and I think really like, Ideally, you don't want your business based on like being dependent on you showing up every single day. It's not sustainable and it's also really boring. Like I kind of want to be missed. I like that, you know? 
being missed a little bit, keeping things a little bit mysterious. I can be cute. Like I'll, I'll unpack that on my own time, but. I think the thing that I realized that I like the most about social media is like for real shit posting, like truly just documenting, taking the most random pictures, just sharing the most, most random thoughts that barely relate to anything to do with my business. <laughs> my favorite thing is actually like using social media as if it's my own personal journal, as if it's my own personal mood drop, mood board and really letting it be this thing that is just a way that, a tool that I use to capture my expression. And that's always, you know, that's for a really long time been my approach to using the internet. I've just been like, I'm capturing what I'm already doing. I'm sharing, I'm using this as a place for me to figure out my thoughts even. Like definitely with podcasting is a huge thing that I use to figure out my thoughts and my opinions on things and concepts that I want to talk about or teach. Being able to create something when you, from an idea is the thing what like crystallizes that that idea and makes it clearer and clearer and clearer. Like you have to make lots of things on an idea um, for that idea to evolve into something big. So if you have something that you want to do, the first thing that you're going to make isn't going to be the final thing. Like it's so weird how that's often the approach. But when you look at, you know, how you create art, like literal art, um, like paintings, that kind of literal art, um, there's so many studies, there's so many like tests, there's so many color things that you can do. I don't really, but in theory, you can do all of these studies, all of these things um, that builds to a final piece. And then there's also the understanding that that final piece isn't even the final piece. It's probably part of a bigger collection where like a whole bunch of pieces get a point across or share a message or share a theme. And that body of work, that collection is just like one thing in the whole body of work that you will create over your entire life. Uh, that is the perspective that it really, really helps me not get like drowned in the perfectionism of letting one project, letting myself feel like one project has to embody everything that I want to share as a human being, because that is impossible and not helpful. You don't even want to just create one perfect thing. It's so much more fun to create lots and lots of things. So let's talk about the creative motivation cycle. I'm going to figure out how and why I'm going to put this on the screen. Um, but right now I have it in my notepad. So we'll talk about it from there. So let's start with the sponge mode. So sponge mode is when you're seeking inspiration, where you're like, just give me some fresh shit. I want some fresh ideas. I want some new things rolling into my world. I want to think about things in a different way. You might come into sponge mode feeling a little bored, feeling a little flat, feeling a little stagnant, a little bit stuck. And that's great because you don't have to produce anything in sponge mode. Sponge mode is where you are seeking all the inspiration and you're letting it soak. And the next part of the cycle after sponge mode is when you come into panning for the gold. So your brain is filled with all of these ideas, all of these things that you've been feeding yourself. And 
it's then your job to find the ideas within that, to find the, the, the goal, to find the things that you want to take out of it and evolve, make into something bigger, bring it to life, right? Um, you're going to have a lot of stuff in your mind. And it's like one, it's a very special skill that you build over time of developing your own style or like understanding what you want to express at a certain time of knowing like what ideas do I want to pick? What ideas do I want to work on? And yeah, I think it's a a big lifelong process for creators to figure that out because ultimately when you know what ideas to work on, you know yourself, you know your expression the best and you're being led less and less by any external influence. You are being like, this is what I want to do. This is what's turning me on. So this is what I'm going to fucking do. That is how you make quick decisions and you know which ideas are the ones that really excite you and are probably going to be the most beneficial for you to do in a whole myriad of ways when you have that initial feeling and being drawn towards an idea. So building that habit, skill, skill, building that skill of planning for the gold and finding the ideas that you want to work on and bring to life is very powerful. So the third step of the creative motivation cycle is massive action taking. So when you've got those ideas, so you had all that inspiration, you've got all those ideas, those few ideas even, that one idea maybe, you have to take massive action on them. You can have the best fucking idea in the world, you can be the perfect person for that idea, but unless you make it real, unless you turn that idea into something that you can share with other people, it does not mean shit. With all due respect, and like I said, this is my trigger point of knowing that action is the only fucking thing that makes things happen because it is you making things happen but you know what I mean action taking action is the only thing that's going to get you to where you want to go it's the only thing that's going to help you figure out your style figure out what you want to be doing with your life what you want to be creating is when you take action when you create lots of options and you play with them and you experiment and You don't let yourself be held back by the fear of failing and instead you just fail as much as you possibly can. I mean, don't fail as much as you can, but like, you know what I mean? Like you get the vibe I'm trying to say of being like, let's be playful with it. It doesn't matter if you fail. It doesn't matter if you eat shit, that kind of thing. I know you get it. When you take massive action, that is how you figure out your style. That's how you figure out what you're creating. You figure out, you know, the things that work, the things that didn't. And from that, you're going into the fourth section of the creative motivation cycle, which is to assess your effort. So look at what you've done. Look at the action that you've you've taken and look at it and be like, okay, which bits am I going to keep? Which bits am I going to edit? Which bits am I going to burn the fuck down? and we're not going to have as part of whatever going forward. This is really important part of being able to actually critique, assess, analyze maybe is a bit of a strong word to use, but just look at the things that you've done, look at the things that you've created and make some more decisions. Make some decisions about what it is that you want to do, what you realizing what you like and realizing what you don't like about your own work and being like really open to disliking your stuff 
and then letting that be the thing that guides you forward. I find it so much easier to realize what stuff I don't like than what stuff I do like. And I think that's a very, I think that's literally just like human brain coding because it's like us seeing the negative things. It's a lot easier to realize that, right? Um, we can use that to our advantage. Literally knowing what you don't like is like, oh shit, I won't do that anymore. Cool, thanks for the info. I'm gonna make more of this thing. I'm gonna figure out what thing I do like and that's what we're doing now, right? Last step of the cycle is the gap. And this is where I think people resist it the most, which is weird because the gap is where you literally just chill for a second and you don't do anything. Yeah, and that's where we struggle the most. Where we let our ideas, they're out into the world, we've had our ideas, we've been inspired, we've created things, we've assessed, and now we just let it marinate. We just let it, we let ourselves just savor into it, feel into it, right? And it's so fucking important to have that pause period. Because the thing what happens naturally, and I'm sure from experience you guys will all know this, is like when you have that gap, when you have that pause where you've just been resting, where you've been stepping back after you've created something, after you've shared something, and you just, you just chill out. You don't overthink it. I mean, maybe sometimes you overthink it a little bit. Yeah, I've definitely been overthinking it. But maybe sometimes that's okay. And you just step back from what you're doing and have a look, have a pause. And from that step back, you literally get to be like, oh, okay, this is what I really don't like. This is what I really do like. This is really what I want to add. Clarity comes from that step back. And when it feels right, you just know you're like, shit, let's get inspired again. And we loop back around, we, we loop back around to the top of the cycle. It's a cycle, guys. Not everything goes in perfect order in this cycle. I literally just scribbled this cycle in my notebook. I made this up, okay? This isn't like rules. You don't have to live your life by this. This is just something that helps me understand. Not everything is gonna go in, in perfect order. There will most likely be overlap. But I think when we're able to look at the rhythms, uh, the cycles of how we create, of how we express, of how we move through life, the cycles of our mood, the cycles of our energy. Having some kind of understanding of, oh shit, like there is a pattern there. I can see how that works in flow. Or even if you're not into the idea of it being a cycle or being a rhythm, but just the thing where it's like, oh, all of these pieces are required to be able to develop your style for you to be able to actually create things to be actually be able to finish things and to be continually growing like of course we need all of these these pieces of the pie you can look at it however it makes however allows it to make sense to you right but for me like understanding how things really feel like they work in a cycle to me it helps me see very very clearly that I am always in motion, no matter what. Like I'm always in flow because I'm alive and being alive is being in flow, in motion, right? And I can see when I look at how my energy and how my creativity flows, that actually I am always becoming more of myself. And I don't need to justify one stage of the cycle or one aspect of 
how I might be feeling, how my mood might be, how I might be feeling mentally, how I might be feeling physically, can't talk anymore. I don't have to explain those things. I can just be like, oh, I'm a human being. Let me experience all these things because it's part of the rhythms of our existence. And as soon as we stop fighting that, it releases so much energy to be in it. And then that builds your momentum and makes it flow so much easier. It lowers the restrictions, the blocks that you feel against what you even want, the blocks that you have against your desires, the blocks you have against how you want to show up in the world, how you want to create things. The more we let ourselves be where we actually are and not try and fight it, not try and resist it, the easier it works. And that sounds woo-woo as fuck. And as much as I am woo-woo as fuck, I am also a northerner, so that's very floaty to me, but it also feels really fucking grounded. It, it, it just makes sense because, of course, our bodies work on cycles. We, we are in constant flux, and the thing that it really helps me to understand to look at these kind of cycles, look at these flows, right, is the realization that time just isn't our biggest enemy, It can really feel like that, especially for me when I have a lot of things that I want to be doing and it can be really hard to understand how I can make all those things happen when I want them done like yesterday. Time can feel like it's the biggest enemy, like it's this thing that I'm working against. But when I think about my energy cycles and my creativity cycles and my mood cycles, then I actually can see that time is what brings everything to me. So we play a role, of course. We are constantly, you know, in some kind of activity, making the things that we want to happen, happen. We are showing up for it. Because if we're not taking the actions, we're going in the wrong direction and time's still going to push us forward, but we're going to be taking a fork in the road. And this is like really clear in the visual of my mind. And I hope that made sense for you. So time is what brings everything to me because that's what allows you to take pause because time is going to pass. And when time passes, we have new ideas. Our energy changes naturally because we're human beings, remember? Yeah, and that is a very big, I don't know if I articulated it fully in like how momentous that actually feels to me of being like, whoa, time isn't my energy. Time is like a tool that I can use. It's something that like I get to experience. It's propelling me in my journey. We're going forward. I'm like leading the way, but like time is like the roller coaster track, you know? maybe the analogy got lost but it's all okay and that's that guys thank you for tuning in thanks for listening to the first video episode of the podcast and thank you for watching the first video episode of the podcast um it's been fun it's been a blast my nose is so itchy we have black friday coming up this week so there's going to be some very fun shit happening in the gabriella rosie world which i'll share about on social media 
of course. Um, and if you have any questions, you can hit me up on Instagram at Gabriella Rosie. Send me your questions. And that is everything that I wanted to chat with you today. I hope you've had an amazing day or will have an amazing day. Remember, you can be, do, and have anything and everything that you desire. I will speak to you in the next one. Bye.